Well, hey there, and welcome to the second week of December. How are you guys feeling out there? How's everything going? Today, I'm just going to share a special message with you about the positives of living as a sober person. Also, learning how to do hard things. It is not something that most of us kind of wake up thinking, oh yeah, I really want bad things to happen to me. But unfortunately, for all of us, life can be very hard. So this is going to be the last episode of the 2023 season. I wanted to just let you know that, but there are tons of other binge-worthy episodes of the Confident Sober Women podcast for you to check out while we are on break for a couple weeks. During this last two weeks of of the year, I typically uh, use them for a lot of strategic planning for what's coming up next year for booking guests and kind of prepping for the weeks ahead and also obviously to spend time with my family in the holidays. So I hope you enjoy this message of hope and, um, and peace and serenity in sobriety. And I look forward to seeing you guys in the new year. Hello, and welcome to the Confident Sober Women podcast. I'm your guide, Shelby John. I'm the mother of three, wife to one, and sober since July 1st, 2002. As sober women, we have something huge in common. And when we share our lives and our stories with each other, we feel that sense of belonging and connection so we know we are no longer alone. In this podcast, you will hear real-life talk about building confidence and transforming your life beyond recovery. So come on, let's talk. Well, hey there, Sober Ladies. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Confident Sober Women podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today in this second week of December where things are starting to feel, I don't know, a little bit chaotic, at least for me. Uh, As you probably know or listened to in a previous episode, we had a little water heater issue right before Thanksgiving and our basement was flooded and we had to rip up all the flooring and it's just been a little bit of um, additional chaos at this time of year. So this week, starting today, I'm recording this on Monday, uh, you'll hear it tomorrow on Tuesday, the guys are coming to like move the furniture out and get everything ready. And then the flooring guys are coming starting Tuesday to repair everything. And so my office is in the basement. Many of you probably know that. And so it's a little tough to work when people are uh, jackhammering up your concrete and doing all these things. So in addition to that, my wonderful girls are coming home from college today, which is so exciting. I'm so excited to see them, but then I won't have any privacy. So in the past, I was able to come upstairs to see my clients, which was kind of fun, actually, because we had, you know, windows we could look out of and um, it was fine. But now uh, they'll be home, so I won't have any privacy. So I had to hustle yesterday, and luckily so many people were able, um, reaching out and responding to my messages, asking for office space. And to me, it's just amazing how how generous people can be, right? There is always, um, for me, kind of hope in humanity when situations like this arise, and so many people, most of them are strangers to me, step up to the plate and offer to help, which I don't know about you, but feels really good and kind of refreshing compared to so much of the anger and 
kind of hate and just division and all the ugliness that we generally see maybe like online or even in our own communities and families. So yesterday I was very humbled by the fact that so many people um, had ideas about where I could work and also were willing to offer up some office space for me to see my clients. So today I'm going out to work, which is a little bit unusual for me. Uh, I had to pack up a little lunch and stuff, which I haven't had to do for a lot of years. So kind of fun little adventure. Um, but in our home, it's going to be uh, a lot of chaos. So that's fine. You know what? what's best about it is I know how to do hard things today. Uh, I just saw this uh, woman. I think she was a basketball coach. I'm going to have to go back and get her actual name. Maybe I'll throw it in the show notes. She was giving a speech to, I don't know if it was to her team or to like the college students in general. And she said something that was to me so profound that I actually saved the video so I could probably send it to my own children or use it as a, a reminder for myself that she said, you know, most of us are really seeking the easy way. You know, like, when is this going to get easier? When is my life going to get better? When is my health going to get easier? When is, when is, you know, this sport or this work or this marriage or whatever, parenting, when is it going to get, it's going to get easier. I just wanted to get easier. And she kept repeating that. And she finally said, you know, it doesn't get easier. And it was like a little punch in the gut, right? It's kind of like, um, tough to hear stuff like that. Like, oh, geez, that feels very negative, but it's not negative at all. It's just the reality because I know that you know this already, but life is hard for all of us, no matter what. It's just some of us get dealt a different kind of hand, right? Some of us have a lot harder things to deal with. Some of us have what seems easy to others, but underneath there's a lot of really tough things. And then but all of us go through hard things and it's relative to each one of us and it's situational and uh, it's all about timing too. We, you know, you might go through years or decades of, you know, fairly easy kind of times where life is generally, uh, you know, pretty normal. And then you hit a huge bump in the road with a a health diagnosis or, you know, in a marital challenge or your child is acting out or someone's struggling with an addiction or, you know, just any number, you get in a car accident, any number of things that happen to us throughout life, they are going to happen. And that's what this woman was saying. And it was, it seemed harsh, right? Especially because she's talking to young people. But I was encouraged because, because she was talking to young people because they need to hear it. They need to hear that early on and be able to really internalize the fact that it's not easy for anyone. Even though you look around and you might see your friends and you're like, oh, they have all this money or, oh, their marriage looks so perfect or their kids are you know clean and well-behaved and good students. But there is a something somewhere, right? Um, and if you hang in there long enough, you usually do see it eventually. And um, so what she said that was so profound was you have to get better at doing hard things. I was like, wow, that is a million dollar statement right there. So instead of constantly looking for the easy, you have to get better at doing hard things. You have to just accept that there are many hard things that are going to be happening in your life all the time. Uh, you might go through a good season. You might be in a particularly rough season and it might last longer than you <laughs> were anticipating. Um, so we just have to get better at managing those hard things. And she just said it so on point, 
so realistic and uh, it was such a truth to me that I felt like I wanted to share it with you guys. And that's how I feel right now. I mean, I could have been like wallowing around, you know, this weekend and be like, boo-hoo, or, or I could have canceled all my clients. You know, I had given that some thought because I'm like, you know, what am I supposed to do? I don't, I can't have them here and I don't want to just... Um, I didn't want to cancel everybody because that puts everybody in a in a lurch too. My clients are counting on me. They want to they want to see me for their their work, and so I, I just got into action. I kind of just allowed myself some quiet time to really think through. I, I mean, I had a little bit of a moment of not a pity party per se, but just kind of like, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to deal with this? Or what do I? What can I do? And then and then I had like an aha moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if anybody has some space. I could use, you know. Um, I live in a pretty decent sized community. There's a ton of business owners here. There are lots of therapists. And, you know, Facebook and social media are powerful tools when we need something. So I wish I would have thought of it a little bit sooner so I wasn't kind of rushing around yesterday. But much to my amazement, things came together pretty darn quickly. You know, I put some messages out and some groups I'm in. And uh, immediately I started getting messages back from my fellows saying, you know, we have a space or just offering an idea. Like someone said, what if you use the library? Someone suggested renting an Airbnb for the week. It might be cheaper than other spaces or, you know, a hotel conference room. These were all things that I hadn't even thought of. So, you know, when we come together collectively as a group of humanity, or of humans, you know, whoever we are, whatever group we're in, right? When we come together, you know, we formulate so many ideas and opportunities and thoughts. And and that's exactly what happened yesterday with people. And then I had other kind of uh, distant friends or people reaching out to me saying, hey, what if you used you know, my dance studio as an option? You know, maybe you could just set up two chairs in one of the studios. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, that would work, right? As long as it's private and there's no one that can hear what we're doing, that that would work. Um, and then finally, I was able to secure a spot with another therapist, which is, which is ideal, right? I mean, like, I would really ideally prefer to be in a therapist office because then it's sort of aligned with what I'm already doing and very easy to translate um, my, my work into. Um, but I would have taken any space that was, that was reasonable. So... So that's what we're doing. So today I packed up my files. I packed myself a little lunch. Uh, I've, you know, I've called the company to let them know I won't be here. Hopefully, fingers crossed, there's no, there's no issues. Um, and I'm just kind of praying that it all goes really smoothly. <laughs> um, and that the dogs aren't completely going crazy up here because they know that there's strangers in the basement. And I just have to kind of have faith that it's all going to, it's all going to be fine, right? <laughs> it's going to be fine. And then by the end of the week, hopefully, if all goes well, by the end of the week, we'll have uh, new flooring. Uh, the basement will be pretty used, you know, ready to go, right? I just need to schedule them to pack back in all the furniture, which is a whole other thing. So I don't know. That probably won't happen until next Monday. So I might have to extend my office rental to next week a little bit. But I'm just so thankful that I have options today, you know? One of the things that um, I had fun with this week is I threw in the Confident Sober Women Facebook group a question. And then I also just threw it on my personal page because I figured, why the heck not? I have a lot of friends and many of them are in the sober community. I just said, what's your favorite thing about living a sober life? And 
you know, sometimes we tend to focus on, again, on the negative, right? Like, what's the worst thing about uh, this thing in life? Or what's hard for you right now? Or what isn't going well? And I just really wanted to change it up and ask, what's great? You know, what's amazing? What is what is working for you? And I just checked my um, personal page this morning. I was kind of looking back because the comments have just been so fun. And there's 96 comments on that post. I didn't check in the group how many there were, but there were so many, many there too. And it was so fun reading all those, you know. I mean, I know my experience and it's probably not that much different than most other people. But, you know, you never know. We're all so different. I mean, so many people talked about, you know, freedom and clarity and feeling clean in their bodies and being present with their children. I mean, never having your children uh, have to see you drink again. My children have never seen me drink. And so that is, uh, to me, one of my proudest things about getting sober. But lots of other women don't have that same story, but they've made this change. And now moving forward, they never have to to live that way again. They can repair the wreckage and move forward in such a new way. The other part about the kids I thought was so great and many of the women responded this way is they get to see us having fun and doing really cool things without alcohol, which uh, let's be honest, is not that common in our mainstream society. We live in a society that really worships alcohol and drugs. And so finding ways to celebrate and um, I think highlight opportunities to have fun without substances is one of my greatest joys. I mean, I go to concerts with my kids. We've traveled. I've been to Jazz Fest in New Orleans several times. Uh, we do a lot of fun things together and I don't drink. You know, lots of other people do and that's okay. They, they can choose to do that if they want. But I get to show them that not everybody does, which is something I didn't understand until I got sober, by the way. I just heard a statistic. Don't quote me on it because I don't know if it's very real. But somebody I heard talking said that there's some st- stat that says one third of people actually just don't drink. That not, And I don't know if that's including us as people who choose not to drink or who are sober, but I think it's just in general, one third of people just don't drink. And I I didn't even realize that before I got sober, that there were people that actually just don't drink. I just thought everybody was was interested in that and, and did that because I did. And most of the people around me did. You know, but now I get to model this lifestyle. And that's one of the things that I heard over and over again with the women in those responses. Things, you know, waking up without a hangover. Obviously, those kinds of things are amazing, right? But it's those other small things that we don't even... I think we just take for, I don't know if we take it for granted. I know I probably do, but we just, I forget, you know, I forget how, how chaotic my brain was, you know, back then. I lived in constant chaos. Really, it was probably anxiety and kind of panic and just overwhelm. But, and now I have that at times. I feel like this past couple of weeks and now even it's, you know, it's December, uh, is a little, a little overwhelming, but I have options today. You know, I have choices. I can ask for help today. I can also choose not to do certain things that don't fit into my lifestyle today. You know, I didn't I didn't have those kinds of choices in active addiction and maybe you can relate to that. And so we just I just forget. I forget what it's like to have to keep up with all of the lies. You know, whether they're my myself telling myself the lies or whether there actually are lies, which for me there were a lot. 
I, I don't know about you, but you know, when we, when we get sober, we don't have to do that anymore, you know, and the longer you stay sober, you kind of forget. So I don't know if you saw that post. If you didn't go back and read it just for fun, like it, it was so fun and refreshing and it made me feel really, I, I guess loved, not, not even by any particular person, but just supported and, um, just a lot of deep kind of value, right, in my own life in sobriety. And it just was a really fun uh, question to ask. I'm really glad I did that because, again, oftentimes we're focused on negative things. And I'm not saying we don't need to focus on those things. Obviously, we do. We need to focus on the work of emotional sobriety. And that's what we do in the Sober Freedom Transformation. You know, when I'm coaching women and working with people online or and however they need support, we are doing those things. We're looking at what can you do to elevate your life? You know, what is it that you want your future self to look like? What are the goals or or dreams you have, the desires of your heart that are bubbling up now that you've been sober for more than a year. And so uh, that's exactly the work I do. And I love it. I love to meet women in that one to five year sober time or really any time, but particularly after that first year when they're waking up to what it looks like to be a woman who's living alcohol and substance free. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It truly is. Uh, But we do need to focus on Sometimes we need to go back and remind ourselves and and focus on the joy and the peace and serenity, even in the midst of the chaos, even when your basement is being jackhammered up, even when you are displaced from your office, even when your child is acting out or your husband is angry with you or your boss doesn't doesn't like your project, um, whatever it is, even when those things are happening, you can feel that peace on the inside it's, it never has to be the way it used to be when you weren't um, sober. If you're doing the work, right? Now, if you're not, no, you're probably not going to experience that same level of serenity that some of us know. And also, I believe that we get to levels of that. Like for me, I love to do more work. I love to go back to therapy or do more coaching. That's what I've been doing the last 10 years, right? Is to just elevate my life in sobriety to the next level. Things are good, but I want them to be great. You know, I want them to be amazing. I want to be able to reach those goals and um, desires of my heart by building on the foundation of recovery that I already have. We don't stop ever. We never arrive. You know, there's no finish line. I guess death is the finish line. We're all under construction until that time. And so for me, I'm just committed to continuing to um, develop myself personally and professionally and looking for ways to keep that peace, right? I want to keep that peace that I have because it's so it's so important to me. I want to be able to intuitively know what uh, the next right thing is or how to handle a situation. And today I have those things. I'm so thankful for that. And the guy, the, you know, uh, opportunity that I have to come in community with other women and to work with them so directly and personally also helps me to remember those things about myself and to grow um, in areas where maybe I've been a little stagnant and I'm just always so grateful for that. So as this second week of December kind of unfolds for you, I want you to focus on that question. You know, what is good about living sober? Um, what is, what's been good for you? Uh, and if you're stuck or if you are in a little bit of a negative spiral, 
just know that's okay. And there is there are ways for you to get help for that. There are ways for you to come out of it. And you don't have to do it alone. Whether you hang out with me or you we do some coaching together or you find someone else. Either way, you know, find someone that feels good to you. Find something that feels good to you and then put those things in place. Uh, I would love to be that person for you because I just love doing that work. Recovery is my biggest passion and greatest pleasure truly in the world. And I just, um, so thankful I can show up in this way and serve, um, sober women. So as this week unfolds, just to be, try to stay calm, <laughs> try to, um, manage your overwhelm with the holidays, ask for help, uh, make sure you're checking in with your boundaries. You know, this is so critical. I've talked about this a ton of times. I also have some really good um, previous podcasts on boundaries as well as holiday things. So if you scroll back into last November, December, and even prior to that, there's a couple of really good episodes on managing boundaries at the holidays. I'll try to link that below. And also, um, you know, how to f- have fun at the holidays, things like that, socializing alcohol-free. Uh, so check back into your... Uh, your your playlist for confidence over women and see what might serve you this week as as December is quickly unfolding for us. So I hope you have a fantastic day, whatever you get involved in, and make sure you let me know if you like this show. Go down to the bottom of your platform and give me a five-star rating and leave a review. It only takes 30 seconds. Um, And also make sure you share with a friend. If you have a sober friend that you think would be uh, really into this show, make sure you just click uh, share, copy the link, um, text them, send it to them in their social media, however you like to share things, but you know, let them know that we're here so we can spread the message of hope. So have a great day and I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Confident Sober Women. If you enjoyed this conversation, hit the subscribe button above so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. And hey, if you really loved it, leave me a review. You can learn more about the Sober Freedom Inner Circle membership at www.shelbyjohncoaching.com forward slash inner circle. See you next time.